uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to our monthly Out Loud Cisco podcast. As usual, I'm joined in this episode by Cisco expert Jonathan George from Meeting Zone to run through all the news and updates. Jonathan and I discuss all things Cisco collaboration and he takes me through all the updates for the WebEx Teams platforms that have happened in June. Have a listen. Good afternoon, Jonathan. How are you this month? I'm good. Well, I'm the same as I was last month, really, although, you know, probably just a little bit older. Well, well, I think we're all a little bit older. Are you enjoying the the heat wave that we're experiencing? I am. It's very good. I like I'm a, a, I like the sun. And um, being a cricket fan, as as you and I have discussed off air, um, it's always good to uh, to get out there and and uh, either watch or uh, or play some cricket. Yes, absolutely, and especially when England are doing well. But we're not in a cricket podcast, so unfortunately, we we can't go through all the cricket news. Indeed, and we may have some Australians listening, and we wouldn't. You know, want to no, no, that's very true. You wouldn't want to gloat too much. So I, I got in touch with you the other day and said it's time for our Cisco monthly update. And as always, you came back to me immediately and said, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure if there's too much stuff for this. And then produced a surprisingly long list of updates and, and things that are going on in the world of Cisco collaboration. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, like we talked about last time, I think the the focus now with Cisco is, has really moved from, you know, the strategy and direction is is, is very clear. And we talked a little bit last time about um, Cisco going a little bit, you know, back to their knitting in terms of, of that meeting focus. So a lot of focus around, you know, WebEx, the meeting experience. And yes, if you want team messaging, you can have it, but let's, you know, let's let's lead with that meeting experience. That's almost the beachhead, if you like, that they're, you know, going back to. There's a lot of talk, everything, you probably heard the phrase in the various conferences that you've been to, that they talk a lot about what used to be called OBTP, one button to push, but that was too, too much of a mouthful. They now, Jonathan Rosenberg, whenever he gets on stage, talks about the BGB, the big green button, the, the you know the join buttons are basically wherever you go, whatever you're doing, whether it's in Teams, whether in the in the WebEx app, whether you're on a video endpoint, when you so it's time to join a meeting, this big green button lights up. You press the button and you join the meeting. Um, so that they're, they're really majoring on 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 that experience. Um, so we're you know over the last I guess couple of weeks. Um, you know that that meetings focus re- remains there. That's that's very much the a lot of the messaging, a lot of the the information that's coming out, a lot of the presentations um, are really focusing on that meeting. And that, I think that's good. You know, to some to some degree, you know, when WebEx Teams was Spark, that that meetings element sort of got downplayed a bit, and it's good to see that back front and center right now. And I suppose that big green button theme is all tied into simplifying the experience for users and making it as easy and simple as possible and that and that ties in quite nicely to the in webex teams and i noticed this and and you flagged it to me as well is the the user interface has changed yeah so when we last talked i think that that was the whole the 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 change that happened you know your app or your desktop app, you know, prompted you to update and it updated the logo from, you know, from what was the Spark logo to the WebEx Teams logo, but the user interface looked, you know, pretty much the same. Um, What you probably saw, and it was, uh, I guess, a week, 10 days ago now, is that the the last update, in fact, the app only updated yesterday, but the um, the desktop app, there was a, a UI change in the desktop app, which was a, it's a subtle change. 
Um, you know, the left-hand side of the, the, the UI now is a, is a darker color, so it separates the, the spaces, if you like, within Teams from the content there. Um, they've moved the, the search capability and unified that with the filters to the left-hand side. Um, so that, that user interface, and we've been waiting for that. That's part of the, you know, we talked last time about the, these two weekly iterations. This was the, you know, the next iteration from the one that we talked about last time was that, that this change in the UI. Um, it's been interesting watching some of the, the, um, the flow of comments uh, in the various spaces that I'm in with, you know, with, with customers and other partners. Um, it's like all these things would change, you know, you're going to get, it's a bit of a Marmite discussion. Some people love it, some people don't like it, some people are going to take a little bit of use, you know, a little bit of time to get used to it. I don't know, I mean, if you've seen the UI, I don't know what what your your thought is. I, I like it. I, I, I really like it, I think. And I realise that this, for the listeners, this this doesn't come across well on a podcast talking about <laughs> a, a visual change. But you, you shared a link with me and we'll, we'll share that in the supporting article on, on our website, uctoday.com, so, so people can actually go and have a look. But like you said, that it's, it's relatively subtle, but I, I, I like what they've done. It, it seems to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and I think you know there was a lot of things that people said. Oh well, they should have been. They should have put an option in to change it back. And and the trouble is that. And, and I used to be a you know software development manager that, you know you, when you develop this stuff and you put options in to change things to go back, you know from one to the other and all the rest of it, it just creates an, an ongoing development headache. So, I think it's quite nice that Cisco have been pretty. You know, look, we're going to change the UI. It's going to look like this and. Um, we think it's better, and we hope that over time, you know, those that don't like it will get used to it. Um, and actually, most the most of the feedback's been been very positive. Yeah, you can't please all of the people all of the time. I believe is the same. But yeah, no, I like it. And it seems it seems to make sense. And another thing that has, has changed is meetings within the space are, are WebEx powered. It, but but there's a slight caveat on that. Is that if you've got a paid WebEx account, what's the? Yeah, so you have to have a. Um, so if you bought WebEx um, from, you know, from a Cisco partner like ourselves you, and you've got that host license, then um, what it means is that when, whenever you create a space, you effectively become the, the sponsor, of, you like, if you like, of the meeting capabilities within that space. So, you know, we have a space with, with you guys. If you, you know, if you go to that, that space and you look at the, the detailed information in that space, you'll see that I'm the sponsor of, of that meeting. What it means is that effectively we're saying, okay, we can have meetings in this space. They're now powered by WebEx rather than it used to be powered by this, you know, is it a Spark meeting, is it a WebEx meeting? It's now simply a WebEx meeting. It means that you get some additional functionality in there, like we can now record meetings in that space. Um, we can have people joining via audio only if, if you know, that's all they've got. So they don't have to be sitting in front of a, of a computer and have a data connection or whatever. They can join via an audio only connection. And, and that just, again, this is back to this whole simplification thing about from a user point of view, I don't want to think whether this is a, is it a WebEx meeting or a Spark stroke WebEx Teams meeting. It's just a meeting. It's a meeting in the space. Hit the big green button, start the meeting. Now, because I created the space, I'm the meeting sponsor, if you like, uh, of that space. So any, you could now, any meeting can happen in that space without me being present. It's, it's what Cisco are talking about as democratized meetings. So that now the space has a meeting capability and anybody in that space, by definition, is host of the meeting, able to start the meeting, 
just basically get people together to get stuff done because that's what we're trying to do. There was one thing that you mentioned as well, and I know nothing about this yet, is the, is the WebEx share device. Yeah, so Cisco have, uh, uh, you know, there, there's, as you know, they, you know, Cisco develop and, and manufacture endpoints and, and hardware and bits of kit, you know, around the whole collaboration space. So this, this WebEx share device, I think, I can't remember whether you heard of it when it was, I think it was talked about at UC Expo, um, certainly talked about a Collab Summit. Um, it's not quite there yet. I think it's in limited availability, but it, it's, um, it looks like a sort of piece of Toblerone. It's a triangular shaped sort of dongle device that you look at it, but it's not a dongle that you, you attach to your laptop. It's a, a dongle that you basically plug into uh, a TV, a monitor. Um, and the, I guess the market that it's aimed at is um, things like barcode click share, that type of, of capability where, okay, you might not want to video enable the conference room, but you've probably got a monitor in that room. So let's plug this WebEx share device into the HDMI uh, socket of that, that TV. Now I've got a, a device that actually uses the same proximity technology that my video endpoints use as well. So now, if I walk into that room and I'm a WebEx user or a WebEx Teams user through that proximity technology that I think we've talked about before where, you know, it knows you're there by, you know, effectively an exchange of an ultrasound token um, that I can now walk into the room and share my desktop onto that screen. And, it, and if I'm in a WebEx meeting on my laptop, then that will obviously share up onto the screen as well. So it's not video enabling the room, but it's just making sure that, that experience is consistent whether you're in a room with video or in a room that doesn't have any video capability but does have a, a screen, let's share some content on it and let's do it in exactly the same and easy way that we do with video endpoints. And I suppose that is continuing the, th the theme that, that Cisco are going down here, which is ease of use and consistency across the board. Yeah, it, exactly right. So, you know, again, let, let's... You know the technology. I mean, Snorri. I, I know when you, you know, you spoke to him at the, the uh, at the event that we ran. You know, for too long we've adapted to the way technology needs to work. You know, and and we need to reverse that. You know, it's now technology needs to adapt the way that people work, and and that means that I just let's just get it out of the way. Let's just stop having users having to think about stuff, you know, it's, it's okay for me and the likes of you that, you know, sit in this industry all the time and, and, and are playing with this stuff and get to use it and all the rest of it, but for your average user, they don't care, right? They just want to get on and get their job done and the technology is an enabler to do that. If I have to understand too much about the technology in order to use it, I'm not going to use it. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to use using what I had before, which is probably the spider phone in the middle, or I'm, you know, going to put my iPhone on speaker in the middle of the day and try and work that way, which we know how lousy that's going to be. Well, I look forward to seeing more on the, the WebEx share device, because I'm a big fan of Toblerone, so if it's as good as that, <laughs> then, then, then we're good there. Um, it's I, not covered in chocolate, Patrick. Unfortunately, I think more technology should be covered in chocolate, but that's a, whole, that's a separate matter. And, and just finally, I was wondering if there's any update, any progress on on Broadsoft integration or, or that whole piece? So we're eagerly awaiting that because obviously that fills out the calling portfolio 
that, that Cisco have. If you look at Cisco's heritage, then obviously they had a very strong um, on-prem calling capability with Cisco Unified Call Manager, CUCM. Um, and the various iterations of that, whether it was a large customer, a large enterprise, or the SMB space with, with the appliance boxes like their B4K, 6K, 7K, uh, you know, appliance devices, the B4K being cloud managed, you know, put it in. But basically that delivers that, that voice piece. If you want full blow and enterprise voice, you know, on-prem CUCM, if you wanted high-end cloud capability, there were a number of partners out there who offered a, um, a capability called HCS. You know, basically, you know, they would host a, a big call manager cluster and then, then sell seats effectively on that customer. Um, but that was a very much, HCS very much the high-end capability. This, the, the broad soft acquisition, you know, it's been a little while now since Cisco completed on that acquisition. But that really fills out that cloud calling capability with the, so for the service providers, they've still got that broad soft um, way of, of delivering, you know, broad, broad soft or, um, you know, broad soft capability to their, their partners. But with broad cloud, which is their hosted cloud element, you can really now see how that can offer cloud calling to the SMB space fitting with the collaboration portfolio. So really good to see a lot of the messaging now is how it's you know, filled out that portfolio. For us as a partner, it means that it's great because it gives us options to a customer, you know, brilliant for the customer as well, because they can go, well, okay, if I want on-prem or I'm this size, I can do this, or if I'm small, small medium enterprise, I've got this capability. So it, it really fills out that portfolio. I think it's, you know, we're still waiting for, there's going to have to be the integration into WebEx Teams. We know that that's, you know, that's going to be on the roadmap. That's certainly there. How long that's going to take, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Um, and then the whole back end, how do we transact it? How do we get involved in it? But us as a, as a partner, you know, we're already working with um, a Broadsoft partner um, to, to basically deliver, you know, these types. So we can have those conversations with our customers while we wait for Cisco to, you know, to do all the bits at the back end to uh, to tie it all up. But yeah, great, great to see that acquisition. You know, I think that was a smart acquisition by, by Cisco, Broadsoft, big market leading player really completes their cloud calling portfolio, which I think is really good news. Well, I suppose once it is all, the, the back end is, is all tied up by Cisco, WebEx Teams will have a really rounded platform potentially in, in terms of being able to do all those different capabilities of collaboration, meetings, and voice call as well. Yeah, I mean, so that's, the, you know, if you look at the high-level messaging now, you know, all under that WebEx brand as part of the, you know, the rebrand that was done done before, you've got meetings, team collaboration, and calling. Um, and, you know, it's not like I have to do all of those if I don't, if I don't want to do all of those. And back to, you know, this, this change in, in messaging slightly from Cisco is that if I just want meetings, then I can just have meetings, and it's WebEx meetings, and here it is. And so if I'm a, a Slack user or a Microsoft Teams user, Cisco offer integration into those capabilities. So, you know, we know WebEx is the market leading sort of conferencing, cloud conferencing capability. You know, I can't, last time I looked, you know, 50% market share, you know, right up in the upper right of the, the Gartner Magic Quadrant, all of that, that good heritage there. So if you just want the meetings experience, you can have that. And there's going to be a new WebEx um, desktop app that just, gives you that meeting experience if that's what you want. If you want that 
and Teams, it's there already. There's no migration. There's no stuff that you need to buy. If you're ready to do that team collaboration piece, it's built into Teams, and Teams becomes your client rather than the, the WebEx app, if you like, for the meeting or the integration into the other stuff. And then if you want calling, then, yeah, you've got these series of options to, to do that. And, and, you know, overseeing all of that, Again, really not for this podcast, but Cisco have made it a lot easier for us as a partner and for a customer to consume and buy those services through what they call the Collaboration Flex Plan. To basically say, okay, I'm going to buy a license for capability or for service, and then I'm going to choose how I consume that, that, that service. That could be on-prem, it could be in the cloud, or it could be a hybrid of, of, of those two environments. Um, so... You know, lots of, you know, continues this exciting journey, really, that Cisco have been on for a while. This move, really, from that strategy, you know, slideware stuff to real execution and delivery against the, you know, the stuff that they're putting on those slides and, and talking about. And, and I should mention, actually, that the, the flex licensing change, if anyone wants any more information or wants any more details on that, get in touch with either of us via UC Today website or, or social media and we could potentially do a, a whole other pod on flex licensing but we decided it was probably a little bit niche for, for this particular podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't know about you but, but um, you know, licensing is not the most exciting topic to talk about. You know, it, it's sort of like it's a necessary evil I think because, you know, in the day, you know, at the end of the day we're all in business to, to try and um, be successful, you know, and, and make money. So licensing is a necessary evil, but, uh, you know, it's not the sort of thing that gets me out of bed in the morning to think, okay, great, I've got a three-hour session on Flex to talk to people about the subtleties of named user, active user, you know, an employee count and, and all the various options around that. But to Cisco's credit, you know, it used to be horrible, you know, in terms of the, the licensing and trying to understand that. You know, with Flex, it's like it's it's one skew, in, in their systems, you simply put that in and, and configure up the options. And a lot of that, you know, they're putting a lot of effort into making that much simpler, much easier to buy and consume with, with some pretty aggressive pricing behind it as well. Absolutely. Well, if anyone does have any questions on that, get, get in touch and, um, and we'll look at that separately. I think that pretty much wraps it up for the monthly news. Obviously, we've got the, the sort of bi-weekly iteration. So by next month, we'll have a couple more things. But are we expecting anything else major? I suppose it tends to quieten down over the summer months a bit in terms of in terms of news. Yeah, and, and it's also the, you know, so Cisco's financial year runs until the end of August, you know, so the, the, it's, it's, it's the end of the Cisco year, so things are, uh, you know, and I think with, obviously with the summer holidays, I mean, like, you know, Scandinavian countries seem to close down, you know, from now until September, from what I can see, but um, the, you know, the, so I, I'm not sure how much we're going to see. The, the big next thing that I'm waiting to see is, is a revamp of that that WebEx meeting experience when you're actually in a meeting. That video-centric um, piece that we talked about, the you know the five by five grid of, of video thumbnails, so you can the Brady Bunch or Hollywood Squares view. Um, you know that's that's the next big iteration that we'll we'll see from the the meeting side. You know when we see that, you know we'll we'll obviously we'll talk about that on the on the subsequent podcast. But yeah, there'll be other stuff coming along. Uh, you know, in that, in that two-weekly iteration cycle that, that we've talked about, you know, maybe not massive headline stuff, but again, just that, keeping that train going and, and, and new exciting stuff coming forward, it's good. 
Brilliant. Well, John, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and give me, giving me the June update. Uh, and I look forward to speaking to you again at the end of next month. Great, Patrick. Well, as always, a pleasure talking to you. And, and thanks again for the opportunity to, uh, to come and talk about this stuff. Enormous thanks to Jonathan, as always, for coming onto the podcast to run me through all of the news and updates for June. There is loads of related content on the website at uctoday.com. But also, as Jonathan and I mentioned, if you have any specific questions about flex licensing or any of the topics from the podcast today, get in touch via social media or the comments section on the website. Let us know and we, or Jonathan more specifically, will do our best to answer the questions. If you like the Out Loud Cisco podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening.